Goofer. Goofy kidney stones. Gopher. It was gopher kidney stones. Hey, this is part three of the CIA series. Thank you for listening to part one and two. If you did, <laughs> we really appreciate it. So on, on part one and two, we 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 did hit like more so history of the CIA and like, uh, and then we went into like MK Ultra and all the sketchy stuff the CIA did with like mind yeah. control. And yeah, like uh, you know the influence they've had on Katy Perry, uh, some other <laughs> other high ranking, not high ranking, but uh, more more prominent figures in the entertainment industry. Hashtag Illuminati. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. We're not spewing fake news on here. We're spewing real news. Yeah. That's that's what we're doing. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to part three of the CIA series. You did that part already. This is Life, Death, and Everything in Between. This is Life, Death, and Everything in Between with your co-host, Jacob. David and our oil man <laughs> <laughs> and audio guy. Hello, Great Britain. <laughs> Wait, what? Because <laughs> yeah. you said oh, lost. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a precursor to what we're going to be talking about here in a little bit. Yeah, it kind of is. But anyway, I, you didn't. Huh? So <laughs> I showed good one here one day how to change oil. Why are we and and while he was while he was under his truck, I took a picture of him, and then uh, I really considered posting it to Facebook with the uh, subtitle "My little oil boy is becoming an oil man," but I didn't. I let him know what I was going to do, and uh, he didn't appreciate it. Nah, said that might have been damaging to our friendship. It would have been, would have been, and I kind of regret you. not doing it. Just. I don't want to damage our friendship, but I do want to. I I do wonder what your actual reaction would have been. Not happy. No, I would not have been. Well, I don't have many people. <laughs> I mean, it, it, no one would have really seen it. Anyway, no, don't want to talk about it. No. What do you got going on over there? I'm not an oil man. You are. No. And <laughs> don't even. <laughs> I'm not right now. It you is changed over. that oil so good. No, it didn't. I forgot how to how screws go. <laughs> you got it though. Eventually. Truck still running, no problems. Mm-hmm. What are you typing over there? I am due for an on pulling up wiki pe- wiki wiki pages. Really? Uh-huh. Trying to get get going here. Trying to get going. Dude, I thought we was ready to get going. What? We're not ready yet. Is the one that you were looking at the Dutch East Indies? <laughs> the Dutch are scum. <laughs> uh, the Dutch East, East Indies? Yeah. Is that... What, are you talking about Indonesia? Yeah. Indonesia? <laughs> hey, what's going on here? <laughs> okay. Are you, okay trying, so, are you trying to do research uh, right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pulling up the fucking no. wiki page. Pulling up the facts. Wiki page. Nothing like a good source of information, like a place where everybody has input. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. All right, I'm going to start this over. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, I'm going to start it over. Wait, you're starting it over? Yeah. All right. You weren't ready to go. All right, full fucking. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. All right, let's go. 
You didn't start anything over, dude. <laughs> no one's going to know that. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Let's just take the shot. That's the magic of editing. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to life, death, and everything in between. <sighs> Probably going to leave this part in. Welcome to life, death, and everything in between. <laughs> Welcome to part three of the CIA series. If you already didn't know. If you already didn't know that that one part was part, we had a part one and two. <laughs> and, Th- and, that makes this part three. And then in part one, we did <laughs> history of the CIA. And then in part two, we did like the MK Ultra, And then, the, and then that and stuff. And then the part three, we did the coups. And then in the wait, part, well, you guys don't know that yet. And then in the part three, we're going to talk about some stuff and some things that the CIA did to some other countries that did some stuff and some things with interest and stuff and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of economy built into there uh, and mixed in there. Yeah. That really involved a lot of stuff and things. Yes, yeah, quite a bit, <laughs> significantly. <laughs> All right, we're going to do a uh, we're going to do a shot of hopped whiskey from Peach Street Distillery in Palisade, Colorado. Dude, it's been a long time since I've had a shot of whiskey. Well, you're yeah. not going to be able to say that here in just a minute. Yep, not <laughs> excited to start over. Should I wash it down with some uh, more whiskey? Oh, yes, <laughs> with <laughs> some uh, banana bread. No, uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think, I think, let the so, whiskey settle in your mouth. Sound what? guy, good ones. Mom made me has made me banana bread for the last two episodes, and I'm really, really happy about it. <laughs> Um, and at this point, I'm expecting it for the next every episode. We dink it. She'll, it'll happen. Ding it and sink it. Thank you, Red and Link. Right. <laughs> dink it. Good mythical pink shot. It. Pink it? No. Dude, put it in. Pink it. <laughs> oh, the pinky out? <laughs> yeah, that's not. But check it. Okay. Hopped whiskey is weird. Like, there's like, it, some days it just doesn't taste good. And then there's days like today. I'm enjoying um, the hell out of it. It kind of tastes like the pharmacy at walmart (laughs) (laughs) i'm having a good day but i might if i was having a bad day i would know what you mean Mm -hmm. that's that's that is how i can describe that sure yeah Yeah. it's it's different it's like pharmacy at walmart or like the sidewalk on 7th and st louis (laughs) Mm -hmm. i've never been out there yeah, you have. Well, I drive past it, well, but you, I don't like, okay, put you my know, head out the window. And, you know uh, the, uh, you know, huff the fumes. <laughs> you know the, uh, so Seventh and Saint. That's uh, that's where that one gas station is, right? Yeah, In the liquor store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunch of goofballs working there, man. Fierks. Yes. No, not Fierks. You're thinking of, uh, you're thinking of Fourth. Oh, that's Street. Fourth and St. Louis. Yeah, it's not really St. Louis. No. That's yeah. That's St. Louis. No. St. Louis. Oh. St. St. Louis is there. You're thinking of Maiden Lane, probably. That's on Maiden Lane. You're right? you're thinking of the Maiden Lane location. There's a Ferrix. <laughs> oh my god. There dude. there is a Ferrix <laughs> over on Fourth Street. Oh, is there? Yeah, they have two it's locations. By the come and go. It's down there by the come and go. You're you're right on the Fourth Street one. Also, there's a that's come and the go one by the one on Maiden Lane. <laughs> that's the one I'm <laughs> talking about. <laughs> there's a bamboo close to uh, the one on Maiden Lane. That is far more important. Yeah, that's a better landmark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what's more important though, bamboo or what's the or wow. some CIA coups? Dude. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, what's oh, f- shut? No. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not not going to happen. Okay, a lot. bamboo and uh, what's the Orient Express? Uh, Orient Express. Or, Orient Express. 100%. Yeah, you know, I just I mean, it, have to me, t-shirt. it's not really a competition. That being said, I still enjoy bamboo. Well, it's Chinese. Okay. Food, well, which so. one do you like more? 
I just said I don't care. <laughs> I, I just said doesn't matter. <laughs> Hands down, Orient Express. But oh, really? Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's I, no I competition. Agree. Yeah, yeah, it's the best at all. Yeah. yeah, but that being said, I will not turn either down. Sure, it's, dude. I haven't had freaking. That sounds good. Chinese food sounds good. Yeah, that sounds really good. We don't have any tonight though. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Never mind. We're having we're having vegetarian tacos. Tonight. Yep. <laughs> Maybe ate meat for every meal earlier. We're having a snack. <laughs> We're having a snack for dinner. I'm so hungry. All I've had today is uh, we went to we got done with the house and stuff, and then we had to go sign some more papers at the. So for anyone that doesn't know, I'm sure the ten people on here that listen to this don't. But um, let's come back to that later. Let's let's get on with with what we're doing. Okay, we'll come back to it. Okay, we won't. Okay, <laughs> we're not going to talk about his life. Acceptance. We're going to talk good. about CIA coups. Okay, bless you. Hey, it'll be okay. <laughs> Trust me. Okay. Have I ever led you wrong? Yes. Sound guy. Yeah. Is my mouth is my mouth to, Everything uh, sounds great. Everything sounds great. Do yeah. I sound good? Perfect. You sound like Audience. Jacob. Audience, you tell me. Do I sound good? Hmm. <laughs> yes, I do. A- Thank any, you. Oh my anyway. gosh, audience. Audience. <laughs> audience. Okay, so ah! there's <laughs> don't. There yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> yell. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that sounds really good through the heads, <laughs> headphones. I'm speaking out so much. All right, so when yes, we say when we right. when we uh, when we say CIA coups, you know what it really is. Coup? Are you talking about a chicken coop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's a chicken coup? What's a coup? Well, I'm talking about a chicken coup. That's we're going to talk sneeze. about the egg economy ta- today. The- <laughs> that's what a coup is: the egg, the egg, egg economy, and agrarian societies. Anyway, and w- yeah, okay. So, show me the CIA. Show me the potato salad. What is what is the CIA? Central Intelligence Agency. Okay, what's a coup? A coup. Well, that is a the process of overthrowing a government. Well said. <laughs> uh, it's supposed to be pronounced coup d'état, right? Well, a coup d'état. <laughs> well, if you shorten it, coup's fine. But yeah, coup d'état. Sure. Okay. I'm just yeah. You're right. Expand. You could if you want to be pretentious. <laughs> well, actually, it's a coup d'état. <laughs> that's French for coup d'état. <laughs> coup d'état. Coup d'état. Coup d'état. Maybe so. It isn't. It wouldn't be quite accurate to say that the CIA led coups. It would be they accurate to say them. that. Uh, there's instances of of governmental instability, and there's a presence of some organization within within that state, uh, within the country, whatever it may be, that the CIA might want to encourage. And usually, why would they want to encourage that? Often, it was because of uh, uh, American business interest in in whatever. Uh, country we, we might be talking about. We're going to kick it off with Iran. Now, Iran, this uh, the business interest in Iran. This was more of a a, a British. Uh, the, the the British really wanted to destabilize the government uh, because they had uh, they had invested in oil industries. So, if we go back to 1901, uh, there was a British entrepreneur. 
and he led an expedition through Iran. He, he entered into a contract with the government of Iran, and basically the contract said, well, um, yeah, if you, just, if you find oil, then, um, yeah, it, it's, it's basically yours. Um, if if uh, there's any profit off of it, uh, we just want 16% of your royalty. So that's what Iran agreed to. So after a few years, he, uh, this guy, William Knox Darcy, uh, he's, the, he's the guy looking for oil, He's, he starts looking in 1901, and then in 1907 he doesn't. He's not finding any oil, and he's he's like, well, just screw it. So he'd hired a geologist <laughs> to go looking around, and the geologist, uh, you know, he gets the stand down uh, uh, order, and he's like, well, yeah, I'm gonna keep looking. So he ends up finding oil. Um, so there's oil now. So fine. Let's uh let let's get this going. April fourteenth, nineteen oh nine. We say the Anglo Persian Oil Company. Now, real quick, Iran at this time it's it's referred to by the West as Persia. It's not Iran yet. That's going to change later. But anyway, in any case, April fourteenth, nineteen oh nine. Yeah, it changed. Uh, it it uh, a couple decades afterwards, the uh, the Shah is wanted. This the, is this the Anglo Persian Empire? The Anglo-Persian Empire? No, that, that that was the Anglo-Persian Oil Company. Okay. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I mean, like, in the area. In the area? Yeah. No. No, no, no. Okay. Uh-uh. No. No, none of that. Um, now, at the time, so Anglo-Persian Oil Company, they're made, they're a subsidiary of what's already an oil company, Burma Oil. And we're going to see Burma Oil. They're, they're going to have a lot of subsidiaries. We're not really going to get into that. We're going to try to try to get through this. We're just setting the stage right now. Um, there is an oil refinery built in Abadan in Iran in 1912. Uh, that, that was, uh, for a long time, that was the largest, one of the most important oil refineries in the world. Now, it was... Pretty well destroyed in 1980 whenever Iraq's moving in. Anyway, but just a little fun fact. Um, so at this time in the world, uh, there's there's a lot of reliance on coal. Yeah, oil is a thing, um, but uh, the British Navy, for example, they're still pretty reliant on steamships. Um, so First Lord of Admiralty, Winston Churchill, 1913, he enters into negotiations with uh, APOC, uh, that's the Anglo-Persian Oil Company again. And that began the modernization of the British Navy. So, and it's, uh, you know, World War One's going on at the time. So, yeah, we want we want uh, a little more of an efficient Navy. Uh, 1920, APOC, they acquires a new contract in northern, northern Iran. Uh, APOC forms the North Persia Oil Company. Which the Iranians did not accept. They did. They, they at this point, uh, you know, going back to that that uh, contract they entered in, they're they're still working off this old contract, so they're only getting sixteen percent of any of the any of the uh, money, any of the profits. Jesus Christ. So yeah, I mean, at this point, uh, you know, why did they enter into such a crappy contract? Well, you know, it, it's it didn't really seem like there's there's going to be a lot of oil found. So, sure. yeah, you know, whatever, you know, fine. You know, find your oil and whatever. We'll uh, take whatever. a small cut if you get any. Yeah. Um, also, so I, I glossed over this. Sorry. So going back to 1913. So since since uh, uh, Winston Churchill, so he's he's negotiating with APOC. And so now the British government, they're, they're interested in the oil. So they did end up buying a uh, controlling interest of the company. So now the now the oil it's it's it yeah that there's private uh, there's private business but the government's quite involved in it so 
if that's going to be important later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, once again, sorry for skipping around so much. 1920, APOC acquired that new contract in North Iran. Iran did not want it. 1923, more oil is discovered. So, so you know, you once you do, it's it's like if you guys have played GTA, and you know, you might be <laughs> looking for a specific car. If you're looking for that car, you're not going to find it. Yeah. And as dude, soon as you settle time. for like with the equivalent of a Geo Tracker, you're going to see all of the Ferraris <laughs> you had spent two hours looking for. Seriously. So, <laughs> so same thing in Iran. Uh, we can't find oil. Can't find oil. Oh, we found oil. Oh, there's oil everywhere. <laughs> We're going to buy all the oil. Yeah. Now. While Iran's like, uh, uh, hey, no, well, hold on, hold on. The I don't know. This is a random thing. I don't know if you know this. Is does Iran have the biggest oil deposit in the world? Mm. I don't know that statistic. Uh, I mean, it. it uh, I I don't know. I mean, there obviously is a lot of oil in that part of the world. I mean, mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia. I mean, yeah, uh, there's that. I, I mean, heck, it, it could be North America. I mean, there, there's certainly a lot of untapped uh, oil in North America. Right. Um, but we don't want to destroy our wilderness to get it. Yeah, there is there is that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. But there is a ton of it over there, and a lot of oil in the world is produced in that part of the world. Most of it, yeah. A good, yeah, a good chunk. A very good, mm-hmm. a, a decent chunk. Mm-hmm. Speaking of oil, gas prices are down to under two bucks right now. Yeah, I know. That's exciting. I just got gas earlier. I was pretty happy about it. Yeah. Well, this is the time. Go out, buy a few 55-gallon drums, and just <laughs> fill up. <laughs> fill up while it lasts. How long does gas last? I don't know. Get you, it goes get you bad, a bottle right? of that uh, stay bill. Put it in there. Swirl it around a little bit. <laughs> buy a ton <laughs> two 55 gallon drums worth oh my god dude <laughs> why does why is the an entire three square mile radius smell like gas oh that's, it, just, it doesn't <laughs> you, you're you're you you need to go to the doctor <laughs> you might be having a stroke i invested that's why <laughs> <laughs> It's an investment. Whenever gas prices go up, you guys are going to be coming to me. <laughs> Ten bucks a gallon, buddy. <laughs> it's two thirty-five at Casey's. Yeah, well, I'll charge you two thirty-four. <laughs> How long ago? We were approaching four for a while, weren't we? Yeah, I, I mean, well, I that was know. during the Iraq War. <clears throat> so yeah. that was like the well, whoa, 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 that was actually uh, that was that was, yeah, a lot of that was during the Iraq War, but that was also. Um, it was close to an over three dollars a gallon when I was eighteen, so that was twenty thirteen. And after nine eleven, immediately after nine eleven, like the within scalping, minutes. the scalping was like, wow. Oh yeah, yeah. It, well, everyone wanted to get. Well, dude, we not to get into a long tangent, but like we thought we were under attack. Well. Yeah, we because were. like like we, we, we thought we were under were. attack because we were under attack. We were under attack, but like we we thought every <laughs> national monument, like like every big city in the country, was like gonna was God going no, down. not Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like everything. We thought we everything was getting bombed and taken out, right? So that's that's just yeah. yeah. Everyone was like, I gotta get a full tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> So. so I can be stuck in traffic for the next four hours. <laughs> yeah, so I can waste all my gas waiting to get to the next gas station. 
um, so okay, 1920, yeah, yeah, more oil is discovered. Iran's not happy about it because British companies are controlling it. We're gonna skip up to 1928, 1932. So at this point, Iran's like, we we we're, we're gonna renegotiate this deal because it's it's not good. Right. So the uh, who was he? Uh, oh, my eyes are failing me right now. Iran's minister of court. Uh, Man, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I, 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 he wanted to negotiate a I, split. I, mean, he thought he thought that would be fair. Actually, no. But what he was trying to do, he was I, 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 well, the British, the British don't want that, and then he retorts back, "Well, you know, if we were going to make this contract today, it would be fifty-fifty. So, and we're mm. asking for twenty-five percent. Um, so, nothing comes out of this at all. Right now, starting in nineteen thirty-one, uh, there's there's an overabundance of oil reserves. The Great Depression's starting to set in. So, you know, the global economy is really not doing so good right now. Um, and so with Again, going back to uh, overabundance of oil uh, reserves, that is uh, that is destroying the value of oil. So the Iranians are getting further screwed because yeah, the, the oil companies, the British oil companies, are like, well, we're not really making profit, so you're not getting jacked, <laughs> right? Uh, they were getting paid, but it was like you know chump change, mm-hmm. which was happening anyway. But it was. The chump change of chump change. Right. Anyway, 1932. So those negotiations negotiations don't go so well. So the Shah Shah of Iran at the time, uh, basically king of Iran, um, uh, Shah Pal- Shah Pahlavi, uh, he's done. So he he addresses the Council of Ministers, the legislature, in November of 1932, and and uh, basically says. We're, we're done with this. APOC is notified by the Iranian government that the deal's over. The British government cries and brings a dispute before the Permanent Court of International Justice, which that's, well, it, it is what that sounds like. There mm-hmm. is an international court that uh, countries can go to. Uh, usually court proceedings are going to be held in, uh, in uh, neutral countries. Um, I believe that was, uh, what was that at the time? I can't remember what it was. It doesn't matter. We need to get the CIA stuff. So I'm trying to hurry on to that. <laughs> 1933, an agreement is reached, reducing the area in which the British can mine for black gold, and ensuring that's oil, and ensuring that Iran <laughs> would, would get a minimum payment of 750,000 pounds. Still, kind of not of a, what pounds of <laughs> count, pounds of money of, of, of currency. Uh, currency from London, Britain. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, at this time, the Darcy concession that uh, William Knox Darcy he was the first, he was that entrepreneur. So it's the Darcy concession, the okay. Darcy contract yeah. that was extended for another thirty-two years. Jesus. Great, great. Right? Iran's not happy. Yeah, and that seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds that that was that was the minimum payment that Iran was going to get paid every year. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, still not, not that great. Right, compared to probably what the oil company's making at the time. Right, right. Which, like, like which, which, which at this time, I mean, money, but right, yeah, well, especially back then. Um, so, World War Two is gonna start kicking off. Nineteen forty-one, the British, the British, Our the Allied. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I said the British are coming. The British, the, the and they did. 
They sure did. Those goofballs. So, so now it's not that it's not as though Britain is the only country that has oil interest in Iran. The Soviets did as well, right? Um, and and other countries did, but and we'll we'll see here in just a little bit why we're talking about the British. Uh, but 1941, Britain allied forces in the Soviet Union invade Iran in order to protect their oil interests during the Second World War. So, hey, we're going we're gonna to come in. We're taking over. But it's okay. <laughs> we're, we're, we're protecting our assets. So do not worry. Don't worry. We're here for us. <laughs> so following World War II, nationalism is on the rise in Iran. Now, for those What's of you... What's nationalism? Okay. Well, good question. Tell nationalism me, is... You know what, David? Yeah? Tell me what nationalism is. I, You know, I don't know what it is. What What's going on with that nationalism? What is... Well... So what's that nationalism? So, <laughs> let's see. The Super Bowl is coming up. The Chiefs are playing in it, right? Uh, Chiefs Nation, right? Yeah. Woohoo. Anyway... Who? Wait, what's going on? So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a uh, there's a popular sports game in our country. So what's this? It's called football. You, soccer, right? So you have yeah, a, soccer uh, with the soccer ball. Well, it seems as though the spread of communism has reached <laughs> into my household here. <laughs> yes, the red uh, no, the red tide. Football. Oh well, that's uh, we got another red football. Thing. Anyway, that's a foot- it's football. Not, it's not football. It's Football. <laughs> it's a football. Where's my beer? Hold on. Um, <laughs> Something happened. We forgot our beer. Yeah, I got. Is I, that I, it I'm, right there? I'm running out of energy right now. <laughs> Talk about nationalism. I'll be right back. Okay, I don't know what nationalism is. Let's look it up. So, what's going on with nationalism? Hey, get now, sound guy Goodwin. What's now, sound guy Goodwin? What's going on with nationalism? Sorry for getting the stand. Calm down, Don Knox. Nationalism is basically... <laughs> you can think of it as patriotism. You know, you, you're... so, so The like, identification with one's own nation and support for right. interests, especially to the exclusion or detriment of the interests of other nations. Right, so... Similar like, to so if we're patriotism. Talking, so if we're talking or like... Loyalism. If we're talking about Chiefs versus Patriots, you know, <laughs> Chiefs fans, they're going to be pretty angry about the New England people. And so that's kind of a, that, there's nationalism on the football level. Uh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. <sighs> so, oh, screen went black. Here we go. Beep boop. All right. So, fear not, we're getting right up to the queue. We're almost here. 19, <laughs> uh, so, so, what's going on over there? Hey, he's getting handsy. All good ones getting handsy with me. He's playing. My he's hand was already there. Fancy. He's, no, he's been playing. Look, look how he's holding his arm, though. He's like holding it like oh, he tried to touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get your coots on me. <laughs> Wasn't it circle, circle, dot, dot? Now you got your cootie shot. Yeah, go get a pin. We're gonna fix this problem. Between, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna fix the problem between the two of you. What are you talking about? Get you. You're not that young. Shut the fuck up. No, I, I literally. <laughs> he is. I have no idea what you're talking about. So in 1949, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> with the rise of nationalism in Iran, <laughs> uh, there is a pro-democracy group. Now, this would, this would uh, for some people, this would sound odd because uh, a lot of countries at this time were socialist and, uh, and uh, communist. Uh, so there's no place in democracy in history, you know. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> pro-democracy group, the National Front, is founded by Mohammad Mosaddegh. Okay. Among, yes. 
Yeah. What? Is that how you <laughs> is that how you pronounce it? Well, no. It's as close as I can get and okay. the closest I'm going to attempt to get. Okay. It's gotcha. it's good it's passable. <clears throat> I've heard. Okay. Mohammed Mazadeh. That's better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It just looks like a metal band name. What? Among, among other pushes, <laughs> among other among other pushes, this group wanted to nationalize the the uh, they wanted the nationalization of Iranian oil. I mean, because they're in a shit deal. So of course, what's what's actually profit off of what the assets that are in our country? Sure. Yeah. Now, you know, before we go on, it's and we're gonna see this. I mean, that's kind of a tricky thing because it's. You're in a contract. You mm-hmm. are in in a business. You agreement. signed the contract. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so that is going to become a big thing. Sure. Here uh, here pretty soon. Now you said you started uh, picking up in 1950. 1951. Well, here's the reins, buddy. All right. So Iran had elected Prime Minister Mohammad Mossadegh on April 28, 1951. Mossadegh introduced a range of social and economic policies, the most significant of which... Now, now real quick, before before you go on uh, too much... <laughs> what are we doing? What's going on? Um, but now, before his election, there was another prime minister, uh, Haj Ali Razmara. Now, he, he was assassinated. That's, that's significant because there were some suspicions that perhaps Mosaday had something to do with that. Okay. Um, See, I didn't know that. There was also su- suspicions. There's a communist party in, uh, in Iran... Um, that, that, at the, man, man, there's, there's so much. So there were suspicions. Maybe, maybe it had something to do with Mosaday. Maybe it had something to do with the two day party. That was the, uh, that was the communist party. Um, and that, that's going to be important too, because, uh, well, communism's got to go anyway. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Continue. So the, with his economic and social policies, like you mentioned earlier, the most significant was the his idea for the nationalization of the Iranian oil industry. Right, right, right. and and uh, he was on the oil committee uh, within the uh, okay. Iranian parliament. Gotcha. And but basically, the day after uh, the prime minister was assassinated, that was on March seventh, nineteen fifty one. On March eighth, the next day, uh, the oil committee, chaired by Mosaddegh, they passed. Uh, they passed. An oil nationalization <laughs> bill. How convenient. <laughs> the day after he's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, go figure. Wow. And because there's already so much uh, so much support for mm-hmm. the, the idea of oil nationalization, um, I mean, it was almost unanimously vo- accepted by the parl- parliament. Sure. So within a week, that like, bill was Like, if you think passed. about it, it makes sense. Like, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You want to control your, your country's own resources exactly and profit off of it you don't want some other country controlling your country's right resource natural resources right, right? but but once again <clears throat> sorry i keep cutting no, you off good. here that's but fine. but you are in a contract right sure so that's important yeah so great britain like we had discussed this is just kind of an overview great britain had control over iran's oil for decades through the uh anglo what was it? The Anglo- Anglo-Persian oil, Persian company, oil, which company, at right. this point it is the Anglo-Iranian oil company. Yeah, and that's what I was. Yeah, yep. Through the yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So <laughs> eventually, Mossadegh broke negotiations with Great Britain and cut off the oil supply to them entirely. Great Britain, understandably, became upset. King, they're, they're a little pissed. Yeah, yeah. They're they're pretty upset. They just lost one of the, a huge. Obviously, a huge 
means of income for them. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. So um, Great Britain was like, okay, let's go to our... our uh, let's go to the drawing board here. Let's, let's go to... Hey, big brother, U.S. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. What's going on? <laughs> you want you want to help us with this <laughs> issue going <laughs> on here? You want to help us get our money back? <laughs> yeah. Now, when they initially approached, uh, Truman was in office. Uh, CIA mm. is pretty young at this point. Right. Uh, yeah, Truman was like, yeah, it's going to set a bad precedent for the CIA. Nah. <laughs> Let's let them get bad first, and then, <laughs> and then, and then we'll send them over. <laughs> and then Eisenhower was put in put in office. Right. Right. Um, so they go to the U S um, they're like, Hey, we got to get, we got to get our oil back. Um, the U S being the U S they're like, yeah, okay, we'll help. (laughs) Right. Uh, this led to the CIA. This is a a lot of this is a, is a, a big overview that, that, that I'm getting at. So if Mm -hmm. you have anything that you want to throw in there, throw it in there. Okay. I'll interrupt you. This led to the CIA orchestrating in a big way the overthrow of Mossadegh and restoration of power to um, Mohammad Reza Pahlavi. Is that it? Mm. The last Shah of Iran? Mm. Right, right, okay. The plan was led by senior CIA officer Kermit Roosevelt Jr., uh, grandson, if that name sounds familiar, Grandson of U.S. President Teddy Roosevelt. Good old Ted. Old Teddy. Roosevelt swiftly seized control of the Iranian press by buying them off with bribes and circulating anti-Mosadegh propaganda. He then found allies among the Islamic clergy and convinced the Shah that Mosadegh uh, was a threat. <laughs> right. And, and that, took, that took some convincing uh, because... At first, you know, the Shah is like, "No, I'm I'm totally on board with this uh, nationalization here. Uh, let's let's keep this going." And the uh, the CIA uh, basically said, "Well, here's the deal, buddy. Um, <laughs> you either go along, or we're gonna get you replaced. So <laughs> your your choice. You're gonna go missing. <laughs> yeah. And real quick, fun fact." Uh, this is all declassified. You can uh, you can go on the CIA.gov website and you can find a lot of this information. All yeah, this was we're, de- we're, anyway. We're, we're not spewing BS here. <laughs> yeah, like th- th- this isn't just some uh, some uh, uh, Jonesian. <laughs> this isn't some Jonesian paranoia stuff. Yeah, like, no, this, this is legit. This is real. You can l- literally from the CIA website. Now, the MK Ultra experiments on Katy Perry, while true, very true, also Jonesian. Yeah, definitely Jonesy and probably not true. Uh, it's definitely true. The la- okay. <laughs> this last step. Hey, you over there. Quit reading. You you look at us. <laughs> quit reading ahead. Uh, the last step entailed an attempt to apprehend Mosadegh at his house in the night. But the coup failed because Mosadegh had found out about the operation prior to the... CIA trying to capture right, you know. yeah, and you know, and now now prior to the uh, CIA really picking up steam, the 
the British, uh, they, they had a media presence. Um, now, real real quick, I just want to back up a little bit. Uh, there, So going back, there was that oil refinery set up at Abaddon. And early on in this uh, nationalization push, the, the British initially were going to just invade. Right. They, they were talking about, let's get our military ready, and we're just going to go take the refinery back. Jesus. That was going to be uh, Operation Buccaneer. But... They decided. (laughs) (laughs) Operation Let's Be Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, we're not cowboys. Hey, hey, Eisenhower. Hey, you guys have the real cowboys. Chum! (laughs) Hello, old brother. You're walking around with that big on on your hip, you are. (laughs) Hello, old brother Eisenhower. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so, so the British decide, well. Okay, that's going to be messy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they did talk to the U.S. They had a BBC. Uh, I think we're fairly familiar with BBC. They're, What's the BBC? BBC, uh, oh, well, the I British forget the British Broadcasting Company? They're, they're British NPR. They're, they're the uh, Briti- one of the major British news channels. Uh, but they had a pretty strong presence in Iran. So, well, let's, uh, let's start propaganda through BBC. Oh. So they did. So there was... Uh, so after, after the oil is nationalized... Um, yeah, I mean there there is uh, there is all so much pressure from Britain. I mean Jesus. they they promised economic sanctions, and my God, they followed through on those economic sanctions. Gosh. So, so th- so that's something important to understand here. I mean there's there, uh, I mean the government at the time in Iran they weren't necessarily unstable. I mean in, in fact they were they were they were moving in a direction of uh from what of, I read they were like really starting to pick up steam and starting they to get were. things going. They things were. are looking good for them, yeah. you know. But but then you you have all this propaganda spread, you know, first off through uh through the uh, through the British and then obviously once the CIA got involved, I mean that yeah, of course that's that's kind of you know the the CIA wouldn't wouldn't usually just say, well, let's get a paramilitary force going, like at step one. No, it's well, let's try a propaganda campaign. Okay, mm-hmm. let's. Okay, well, that's not working. Let's extort some people. Like we got we got to convince the them that they want to do this, <laughs> that they want to do what we want them to do. <laughs> and if we can't convince them, then we'll threaten them. Then we'll make them. <laughs> and then if that doesn't go through, then we're gonna. We're gonna get some rebel forces whipped up, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that in some other, a couple other countries here. Well, one at least one other country. Um, a couple other things, real quick. Um, so after the oil uh, oil's nationalized, uh, the Iranians do eject uh, uh, the British workers from the oil refineries. Wow, and so they just kicked them out. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. And the wow. uh, and the British consulates, they're basically shut down. Wow. Now. The, why did you know one of the reasons that the British went to the U.S. is because the U.S. they're not over there uh, uh, shaking the hornet's nest, so the Iranians don't have any beef with the U.S. So the U.S. they, they still have their uh, consulates over there, the mm-hmm. embassies, so no problem there. Um, right. And then after the after BBC newscasters are kicked out, I mean they're still like, well, okay, well you're Iranian and you're still working for our company, so go ahead and uh, go ahead and read this. Uh, what we typed out for you really, <laughs> really drive home that the Iranians really screwed up and they are going to destroy the economy. And yes, the economy does get pretty, pretty rough. Okay. So the morning after the operation to, um, basically this failed coup, the morning after this failed coup. Right. And that was, uh, that was, 
where's his name real quick? I'm sorry. Go Mos- on. Mosadech. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's who that's who that's who uh the military is wanting to get out at, right. at now. There's a General Zahidi. I can't remember the 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 first coup was uh I'm thinking about a different country. I'm sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh the next morning so so the next morning Mosadech uh announces his victory over the radio loudly and proudly he's like hey this happened i'm still alive i won right Mm -hmm. he then thought you know he he thought he's like okay well i I survived that i'm good everything's good now right yeah uh unbeknownst to him roosevelt or had already had the second coup organized Right. Prior to everything, like he he already he already knew he was like if the first one fails we got the second one in line so we're we're gonna throw it at him yeah and and, and just real real quick I mean this is th- this is the first uh, major CIA operation abroad and uh, yeah so this is this is a big deal for them it it is yeah, it is yeah. a very big deal for them they they want to win they they want to keep getting that funding um. So Roosevelt had already orchestrated the second coup. It succeeds. Mosaddegh was then placed on trial and put on house arrest for the remainder of his life. Yeah, after the, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the 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 coup itself. I mean, it, it's the, the coup, coups are interesting. I mean, because it's you you see this rampant. Uh, across south america but the, it's just it's just interesting because the coup the, the, this coup was likely going to happen anyway um i mean because there's, there's some again going back the, the economy is not doing too good uh later on in in uh, 1953 um uh there's there are there are protests going on in in mozadea is doing some shady things uh you know whenever Going back to the Shah trying to dismiss uh, Mosaday, um, you have uh, you you have this letter put in the hands of this high-ranking military official, and there's basically this military parade over to Mosaday's house. So that's pretty unusual. But like you said, you know, Mosaday was uh, he was keen on this. So whenever that guy guy showed up. Um, yeah, he sees this decree that you need to step down and he's like, no, you're under arrest too, by the way. So he puts, Jesus. yeah, he puts this guy under arrest. So in, in his basis, uh, on this is that that order from the Shah was illegitimate. Well, per the, per the constitution, um, that was put in place in the early 1900s. No, that was well within the Shah's power. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we're not, again, we're not going to talk about shady things that, uh, uh, in the government per se, uh, especially uh, with what Mosaday was going, but that was one of the shady things. You know, it's not like Mosaday was a. It wasn't. A, he was trying to do good things. He had a, his heart was in the right place, but he was doing shady things. Sure, uh, for sure, as do most politicians. Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, yeah, there there is a good chunk of the population that wasn't happy, and the CIA uh, part of trying to destabilize the, the society in Iran. Um, I mean, good old uh, Kermit. Uh, um, <laughs> what a silly name, dude. Come yeah. on. Come on. He was feeling a little green. Anyway, 
Um, but he he ended up hiring uh, he ended up hiring uh, gangsters like some high ranking not high ranking but notorious gang- gangsters Dang. to uh, take part in uh, in protests against Mosaday in support of the Shah. Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah. Also, after the Shah had sent that decree, him and his wife uh, zip off to northern Iran for a vacation, and then, <laughs> and then they decide it's time to go to Italy. Like, well. <laughs> Well, this guy's going to be pissed, so let's go on vacation, honey. <laughs> Time to go on vacation. <laughs> get so, out of the country. So, so, get out of the country. So, so, so yeah, they get they get the hell out of there. Now, General Zahedi, uh, he, he's the one who eventually uh, uh, does does uh, uh, enforce the coup. He is the one that the CIA talked to and made arrangements with, well, Kermit and Zahedi. Um <laughs> And the CIA plan was to... Uh, Sesame to, Street? What are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, this is Sesame Street. Sesame Street was very different back in the 50s. Um, but, but yeah, I mean... Overthrowing governments? But, Good Lord. But, but over this few-day period, uh, you know, at one point you do have, you do have uh, Mosaday supporters uh, storming the streets. They're starting to, uh, you know, protest uh, wow. what's, what's going on. And Mosaday, he's, he's seeing all the, you know, he's seeing the potential for a lot of people to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two-day party, uh, the Communist Party, they they were initially uh, they were against Mosaday, but you know because they thought he was pretty well allied with the U.S. But later on, once they figured out he's not so much allied with the U.S., mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, okay, we're going to support you. Which you know, uh, Truman Doctrine, let's contain the Communists. So yeah, even more more reason to right. uh, uh, get involved over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Mosaday, he he says, yeah, everyone needs to just just go back home. Like things are fine. Don't 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 protest. Which that was part of the CIA plan too. They were banking on him, um, not wanting uh, violence. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mosaday was a very he was a peaceful guy. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like myself. So yeah, all the protesters go home. Oh, and you have this belligerent military that's already on the move. Jesus. Whoops. Oopsies. Which, hey, I mean, well, otherwise a lot of people would have died, so sure. and a good thing. But, but yeah, anyway, he does, like you said, eventually get arrested and uh, house arrest for the rest of his life. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, and afterwards, our, uh, we have General Zahedi as the prime minister per... What the CIA wanted. Sure, General Zahidi is—he's uh, part of the Shah, correct? Or is he just part well, of the military? Well, he's part of the military, but now he's prime minister. Right. So. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. he returns to power, <clears throat> and that continues for another twenty-five years until the S- Iranian Revolution of seventy-nine. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So, so a, a lot of this, a lot of the coup in Iran is you can really dumb it down to just interest in oil. Yeah. 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 yeah, Absolutely. Economic interest, just economic interest in oil, which I I didn't read this anywhere, but I, who's to say that the U S didn't have interest in with British over the oil. Oh, I mean, they did. I mean, so, so, I mean, after, after this, uh, after this coup in 53, uh, yeah. So the British, the British interest, uh, or or the British assets are essentially restored Mm -hmm. since Zahidi's now in, uh, right. Uh, uh, prime minister and the, you know, the CIA and the British had helped him out, helped, uh, 
the, help, did help, the U.S. Help, get a cut help, of that? Help, help, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly. Makes sense. They certainly did. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Help a, help a friend out. Uh, struggling. Yeah. And th- this is, like, this isn't a one-time thing. Oh, no. In the Middle East. No. This is to continue throughout the remainder of the Cold War, basically. Yeah, and, and it's not just the Middle East. Uh, my God, I mean, ugh, we could spend so much time talking about stuff going on in South America. You right. know, of course, you know, that's backdoor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, do you want to kind of go over a couple other things in the Middle East? Yeah, we can if you want, yeah. Sure. Um, there's a couple things that uh, – I don't have any of this written down. Uh, just a couple things that come to mind. There was uh, – you know, we, we 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 indicated that this was the first CIA involvement uh, really with, with a coup. Um, there, was a, there was a coup in 1949 in Syria. Right. Now, that one – there's there's no there's no good concrete evidence that the CIA played a part. There there was a U.S. president, uh, U.S. president. Uh, there was a U.S. presence in Syria, um, but that that coup that happened, uh, I think that was uh, Zayim. Mm. I think uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's his name. But he was he was the one who eventually uh, led a coup. It was a bloodless coup too. No one died. Well, I think three people died, mm. but largely bloodless coup. Right, um, that one. Give me those headphones. Maybe the CIA was involved. Maybe they okay, weren't. Never mind. Don't give me those headphones. Thank you. Buy a good one. Thank yeah, you. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he's, he bounced. Um, <laughs> he's out of here. What a goofball. Let's see. Uh, other things that come to mind. There, there is a lot. Uh, there's a lot of history with uh, Iraq. There. I mean, there, there's, 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 there's tons of. There's tons of unrest in Iraq. There's some indication that, yeah, maybe the CIA played a role, uh, specifically whenever the Ba'ath Party uh, took control. But I kind of don't buy that Mm. because it seems like the CIA involvement at the time would have been after the Ba'ath Party takes control, and that's the party that Saddam was part of, by the way. Um, Mm. But Wait, Saddam? Yeah, Hussein. Who are you saying? To Saddam who Saddam, what are you Who's, saying? Saddam who are you saying? Saddam Hussein? <laughs> Saddam insane. Um in the membrane. But, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was he was a little crazy. No. He, just a little. You know, he may have been keeping that part of the world in check. Saddam. Uh, <laughs> sadomasochism. Because <laughs> yeah, no one wants to mess with someone that crazy. Well, yeah, he's a goofball, man. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I remember, I remember seeing reports on TV like when I was young, like two thousand what three? When when was he captured? Oh, uh, years, man. I'm not typically good with years unless I write. Okay, it down, I know. But okay, he, that two thousand three sounds good. The U.S. killed him in like two thousand three, right? No, 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 no. The rebels we were supporting uh, executed him. We did not kill him. I thought we executed him. We didn't. No. Hmm. No, he was hung. He was hung over there. That's I, not. I thought we hung him over there, but. No. Okay. Oh, no, huh. no, 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 no. Because, I didn't know that. you know, of, of, of 
of shady things that you know unquestionably shady things that the u.s has done you know if he had been in our hands he would no we would not have we would not have done him like that really oh no 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 i didn't know that for some reason i remember i for some reason i remember seeing like tv headlines that like like u.s executes saddam hussein or whatever Look look that up real quick, good one. I mean, th- this is so long ago. I am I'm 95% sure that we would not have done that. That just man. Maybe. I be, mean, be, I, be, because I I mean just the, the rules of engagement, the rules of war. Oh man, no, we've no way because yeah, I mean, we basically got to watch him hang. No. Gotcha. I can't see that happening. But no, anyway, we got Bin Laden, but that was a different reason. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, was, was sentenced to death by hanging after being convinced, convinced. after being convinced, <laughs> Convi- <laughs> after, after being, being convinced, convinced of his crime. war crimes. Hey, hey buddy, <laughs> hey, you, you did bad things. I did? Oh, really? I really okay, did humanity by the Iraqi Special Tribunal. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that sounds right. Jeez. Now. Didn't uh, I see? I I didn't do much research on this, and I wish I would have. Did uh, did the U.S. I don't know. If There's you know always this. the future, buddy. Sure, yeah. Did the U.S. from what the little things that I did read, did the U.S. have involvement with Saddam Hussein in like maybe rebel groups or something to the sort, and like helping him, maybe funding him for a few things. Well, not now. It wouldn't have been in, in rebel groups. Uh, I mean, if if there was any support to Saddam with uh, with with uh, staging any kind of rebellion or coup, that that would have been you know back through the '60s. Right, but, right. But now, and oh, and let me finish that up. So you know, any kind of speculative uh, CIA involvement uh, through the '60s with the Ba'ath Party, you know, it was it was speculated that. Um, after after the socialist party is uh, in control of iraq that the cia would have would have provided uh uh them with a list of of communists within their country i don't i don't think that would be the case because the communist party was no secret mm-hmm. those people were very open sure. so if the cia had to provide a list of communists then what a dumb government Right, well, they're right there, and they're not hiding. So right. I don't really buy it. You know, <clears throat> what's something that seems has always seemed silly to me is like, why, why was the U.S. so afraid of communism? Like, we don't have to be communist. Why are they afraid of other countries becoming communist? Because they were too busy trying to push capitalism. Well, uh, yeah. but why are I mean, they trying to push capitalism on the rest of the world? Well, so uh, disregarding we're, we're, so, economic interests in well, foreign countries' resources. You, we can't disregard. <laughs> okay, so that's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. can't can't really disregard those factors. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, if we did, uh, there'd be no reason for the. You US. know what? Let's shelve this. Let's shelve this. We're we're stalling here. Okay. Wait, let's okay. uh let's sure. let's get back on. CIA yum yums. Yum yums. Okay. That's fine. All right. So <laughs> uh where do you want it? what country do you want to go to next? 
Uh, were you thinking Chile or were you going to do that later? Um, let's do Indonesia. We're kind of close by. Okay. All right, we're hopping over to Indonesia now. Hold on. Got a. You know what? Will you guys kind of, you know, um, just jabber some jabber? I'm gonna just go to the jabber. bathroom real quick. Hey, you know what? Good one, dude. What? How's, what's going on with this jabber today? You know what? Why do you keep going to Seinfeld? What's going on with this jabber today? Why do you keep jiving me with Seinfeld? <laughs> That Seinfeld jab. I keep moving all around. So we have this group chat with like us and another buddy, and uh, all he sends back for reaction memes is this picture. <laughs> it's this picture of uh, of uh, Newman from Seinfeld, it w- where he's he's drinking a Seven Up, and he's it's he's like spitting it out, and his eyes are crossed. <laughs> but that's his reaction for everything. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is, he sends that. <laughs> so that's been fun. But uh, so that was speaking of Seinfeld. No, no, good one, good one. Let's <laughs> just stop. Just stop, dude. I'm just here to monitor sound. Don't talk to dude. me. <laughs> <laughs> So me and Goodwin are getting ready after we record this episode. Yeah, we're gonna fight. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> we're just gonna punch him in his his freaking face, man. Yeah. No, we're we're actually re- we're gonna record a song after this. We might re- release it someday. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it. And then we're cooking vegetarian tacos mm. tonight. Oh my goodness, I'm mm. excited. I'm excited. All I've had today is Waffle House. <clears throat> so <laughs> gotta counter it with some. <laughs> Get a counter with some empty calories. With some health. Yeah. It was a uh, dietitian Mitch Hedberg. He was the one who pointed out that if you eat good food, <laughs> dietitian with, Mitch Hedberg. If you eat, uh, isn't he a? Uh, if you eat, the, isn't he a, a comedian? No, he's dead. He's, he is a dead comedian. Yes. Oh, Mitch Hedberg's dead. Very. What? You didn't know that? No. Oh uh, yeah, dude. He was not a happy person. Most of you are so aren't. funny. Oh, you, well, <laughs> yeah, that is cynicism is a funny thing. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He's not. No, he's not alive. <laughs> he died from them druggies. Yes, them druggos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too bad. Too God rest his soul. I here's a quote from Mitch Hedberg. I used to do drugs. I still do. But what I else? used to, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My fake plants died because I did not. Pretend to water them. I'm against picketing, but I don't know how to show it. I, li- I like how he's all one-liners. Just the one-liners. One more, and let's get back on track here. Okay, one more. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm sick of following my dreams, man. I'm just going to ask where they're, they're going, going and, and hook up there. with them later. Yeah. <laughs> okay, one more. Is a okay. hippopotamus really a hippopotamus or just a really cool apotamus? <laughs> Okay, one more. No, I no, no, slept, no, no, I no, have, no, no. Hold on, last one, last one. I haven't slept for 10 days because that would be too long. <laughs> he has a lot of... Okay, so... Okay, one more. Okay, I no, 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 buy no, 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 Jacob, hold Jacob, it. Jacob, but the store didn't on. have one, so I got a cake. Come on. <laughs> we're, we're, we're now, we're treading in the... 
in the territory of what it was Carlos <laughs> Carlos Mencia 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 yeah. yeah now we're we're kind of we're getting close you're gonna get your let's you're let's get, get your hero after you <laughs> I'm stealing jokes <laughs> Joe Rogan's gonna Joe Rogan's gonna run shit. in here and <laughs> hey whoa no keep it up <laughs> yeah, get, honestly get, let's get Joe Rogan in get, here somehow going, keep going let's piss him off <laughs> October 1965 Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> After the capture and murder of six high-ranking military officers, military leader Suharto accused the Indonesian Communist Party of organizing a coup. Nearly one million Indonesians were killed for being affiliated or simply being accused of harboring leftists. He eventually took control of Indonesia, becoming the country's second president, dictator, until his resignation in 1998. This is like borderline Hitler. Remember when you asked why people were afraid of communism? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, well, no, hold on. I don't think your sarcasm is accurate. Oh, this guy killed up to one million people for being accused or being communist. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The commies. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Military leader Suharto accused the Indonesian Communist Party of organizing coup, and nearly one million Indonesians were killed for being affiliated or simply being accused of harboring leftists. Communist. Wait, wait, so was Suharto, 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 Suharto was he, wait, 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 he was the military general. You're thinking of Sukarno. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, names are pretty similar. Yeah. Suharto, not Sukarno. Okay. Suharto is different from Sukarno. <laughs> Sukarno is, Sukarno is okay. different from Suharto. So, so, but Suharto, what, what was his, was so his, he was just a military general. He was a military general. Who, who ordered him to do this? Him. He just decided, hey, let's just kill a million commies. Well, not just a million commies, a million commies and those accused of harboring leftists. Just because he wanted to? Well, if you don't want communism in your country, Jacob, what do you do? <laughs> what let are it, they doing? Let to it him? go or get it get it taken care so, of. So, okay, was this if if someone like was Indonesia at the if time? If your trash can is on fire, what do you do? <laughs> I let it burn. Okay, well, you're not Suharto. Then. <laughs> you guys have a very different approach to taking care of the fire in your own home. Just let it burn. Just let the whole thing burn. Take the insurance money. <laughs> America. Hey. Six of his high-ranking military buddies uh, were captured and murdered, so he's not happy. Okay. Well, he shouldn't be happy. Yeah, and he wasn't, so that's why he killed a million people for being communist or being accused of communist. Oh, my God, dude. That's that's hecked up. So, I kind of gave the uh, the uh, ending of this story at the beginning here. Now, mm-hmm. let's go back to pre-World War II. The Dutch, the Netherlands, they have a colony set up in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. World War II happens, Japanese go over, they steal that Dutch colony in Indonesia. So, after World War II, um, there, there is this, there's this period of independence, and right. the Indonesians elect a man, um, 1945, uh, by the name of Sukarno, as president of their country. Now... The world, the the world, the world, the world, the world, uh, the world. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the second world of the worlds is over at this point, and the Dutch are like, hey, uh, well, yeah, remember when we own 
this country and now you have a president. Uh, we want it back. <laughs> so Sicarno, so he's he's like, well, we're independent now. We're, we've declared ourselves independent. Um, we're our own, own country. And tell you what, Dutch, uh, if you come over, it's going to get pretty violent. So the Dutch go over and it gets pretty violent. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have seen that coming? (laughs) You don't say. And and, uh, and the other Western powers, of the U.S. included, they were like, yeah, you know, Netherlands, Dutch people, just let it go. (laughs) Just let it go. So in 1949... Stop goofing. So in 1949, the Dutch backed off. They were like, fine. Whatever. Indonesia's a country. So that's that now. So Sukarno, they don't have surnames over there, so it's just names. Just one name. Really? Yep. Yeah. So Sukarno, not to be confused with Suharto, Sukarno... Okay, but what a cool name to be just called just by one name. Yeah, like your whole life. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or Blondie. (laughs) Cher was Indonesian. Or Madonna. Yeah. They these are all Indonesian people. <laughs> no, they're fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are. You stupid idiot. None yeah. of these people are Indonesian. Oh. <laughs> oh. So through the nineteen fifties, as president, Sukarno is recognized as a fierce nationalist. Mm-hmm. Now we kinda of talked about nationalism last time, so yeah. Indonesia's awesome, right? Yeah. And, and of course, yeah. We've we've gone through the crap of the Dutch. Mm-hmm. The Dutch are scum, according to the Swiss. Uh, Swiss? Swiss. Swissguard. Wait, wait what did you say about the Dutch? I am I am quoting uh, Swiss, Swissguard? Squizguard? I heard you say that about Squiz- the Dutch. Yes. Yeah, uh, metal, metal, uh, metal Elves. All right, metal we've lost someone. Jacob's going somewhere. But what is... Uh, <laughs> was it... Uh, what was his name? Am Squizgar. I thinking of Squigelf? Squizgar Squigelf. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. From Metalocalypse. Yeah, he is the one who declared the Dutch as being scum. Yeah. Hell I think, yeah, bro. Hell yeah. I think that's when his family was down. When I everybody's family was down. My God, I need to watch that show again. Okay, what? you ready to what get show? back on? Yeah, I'm back. Metalocalypse. Um, so anyway, 1950s. Hers are coming back out. Uh, good. No. Oh. Good. Michael Amat was the voice of, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. 1950s, Sukarno recognized uh, this guy. He's a fierce nationalist. So that makes the United States a little bit wary uh, because we've seen what nationalism, the uh, the uh, you know, people in power being nationalist has done. So, yeah, yeah, not too fond of that. So the United States is a little on ice about Sukarno. Mm-hmm. And there there is... Uh, there's a communist party within Indonesia, and the fact that Sukarno, he's not a communist, but he's also, he's going through efforts uh, of of letting the communists just do their thing. He's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, just, you know, whatever. You guys are fine. And the United States see that, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> <sighs> that's not good. <laughs> So, further compounding this, um, Sukarno does go uh, on a tour of the world powers at the time, which, I mean, basically, at this point, is uh, the the U.S., uh, the Soviets, and China. So, he goes, visits the U.S., and then stops by Russia, and then stops by China, 
And the U.S.'s reaction to this is basically, uh, you visited two communists and only one of us, so uh-uh, uh-uh, no. That's their reaction. Uh, I think that was a direct quote from verbatim. Eisenhower. Yeah, verbatim <laughs> quote from Eisenhower. Verbatim uh, quote. No way. No, I don't, I don't think so. It's even more convincing with banana bread in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> banana bread filter <laughs> is ban- best. He had banana bread in his mouth when he said that. It's, a, it's, it's like, hey, I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, like, like, he was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't so. think Get so. Out of there. But in 1955, uh, <laughs> uh, in 1955, there's, there's a vote coming up in Indonesia. So, you know, the U.S. at this point is butthurt because... It, the the amount of visits to communist countries outweighs the visits to capitalist countries. Dude, okay, imagine looking at Eisenhower and going, "Why is so butthurt, bro? <laughs> Why are your eyes buggy?" And so, 1955 elections. What? The the you uh, just look at a picture of Eisenhower and think about what I just oh, said. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. Kind of looks like a Chihuahua. Yeah, he does. Um, that's mean. I apologize, Eisenhower. Eisenhower's he's dead. Fuck him. Oh. No. Um, ew. No, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's illegal. Um, Bug eye, look him up. So the, pe- so the, so the peaky eye. <laughs> Bug eye buster. In ni- <laughs> Go. So in 1955, there's elections coming up. Are you guys looking at Eisenhower? Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> see what I mean? Like he is he's... a bug-eyed bluster. <laughs> <laughs> if you can see me right now, my eyes are huge. <laughs> All right, there's a there's an there's an election coming oh, up. Oh God! Uh, relating with uh, with with the. Uh, the uh, Indonesian uh, legislature. So the U.S. they're attempting to sway voters in the 1955 elections, and despite their efforts, the PKI—that's the Communist uh, Party in Indonesia—they end up receiving around six million votes. So the U.S. is like, ah, so f- no, this is wrong. That's all wrong. This is stupid. Through 1955, Sukarno's relations with the Soviets and China begin strengthening. And this goes over for the next two years. So now the U.S. is like, well, let's think about arming some rebels. Let's get some paramilitary operations going on. Right. Uh, Look at this picture of Eisenhower real quick. You're still on that? (laughs) Okay. I don't think that's Eisenhower. That's a direct picture from the White House. I think that's a picture from from old Obama's world. (laughs) Old. Um, Now... Before before I continue on, I just have some speculative things that I want to mention. Mm-hmm. So during the C the the CIA the KGB is now it, this is a thing at this time uh, in in history. So basically, think of that as Soviet CIA. So you have these two powers locked in the Cold War, the Soviets and the United States. So Sukarno, he has really tried to maintain a neutral position in the world. He doesn't, he just, he just wants to be neutral. He wants to love everyone. Right. But the Soviets and the U.S. really, they just can't have this. So so with the, with the Soviets, it's like, it's either communism or nothing. 
and in the when, U.S. It's like United States. It's uh, the total opposite. We want our your. We want to control your market or nothing. Sure. So ca- capitalism versus communism, right? Right. Which when I say communism, it's it's kind of quote unquote quote unquote communism because I'm not gonna Russia's version of communism. Yeah. Yeah, pure communism has never existed. Bunch well, of Ruskies. Okay. Anyway, so, so, we we start having uh, Sicarno kind of pull tugged at from both sides. So, in one move by the KGB to to get uh, Sicarno on their side, they basically start this honeypot operation. So it it was observed that Sicarno was uh, often. Uh, uh, he was often seen with this this blonde woman whenever he was uh, taking trips to to Moscow, and uh, hmm. that was on the Soviet uh, the 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 uh, the uh, oh shoot what's what's that called in hotels whenever you just get the free stuff, um, the buffet <laughs> no not the buffet no not the buffet not the, no. the continental breakfast is what you're thinking about yeah <laughs> no no like just the stuff that's in the room it's a complimentary uh, theft no okay <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so he's 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 quite oh, frequently God. seen with this blonde woman, <laughs> and allegedly, at some oh, point God. when Almost he's visiting that. Moscow, um, the Soviets send a group of of uh, pretty nice looking women over to where he's staying. Are you objectifying women? And they no Sicarno, my God, okay. objectified the bejesus out of women, and so they allegedly filmed him having an orgy. So nice. That is <laughs> that that is something that may have happened. And what also may have happened is the Soviets once they're trying to really exercise control over Indonesia, they start spreading this tape around saying, "Hey, look uh looks like uh, your president here is a womanizer." Mm. Well, unbeknownst to the C- the uh Soviets intelligence agency, Sukarno never tried to hide the fact that he was a womanizer. So so if this is true, uh when once he became aware of the tape, his reaction was basically like, That's awesome. And that was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> S- nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Pre- pretty much. Because yeah, that was no secret to anyone that Sicarno was just hungry. For some sex. Okay. The CIA, they... Uh, they Hungry for some muff. They got uh, some big muff pie. They got... <laughs> oh the CIA may have also tried to make a porno, but they didn't have the opportunity to film him having an orgy. They... If the tape is real, this did not get distributed if it was real, but they just made a face mask. Had a guy put it on and film the guy just having sex. Yeah, oh my that's god! Him. <laughs> but so if all this is true, you know the uh, destabilizing the uh, population from either side through the use of pornography doesn't work so well. So mm. things turn violent. So yeah. the CIA starts starts whipping up um, the dissidents of of the Indonesian government. So they get they get paramilitary operations going. Um. That that got started. Uh, let's see, direct CIA Directorate of Plans. What a great title, Frank Windsor. Um, once paramilitary operations were considered, he was like, "Yeah, you know, that's probably not going to go so well." Then all the porno stuff happened, 
And then things got violent. <laughs> so. Sex espionage. So, uh, foot, <laughs> foot, foot, and foot, and mal- yeah, sex espionage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so a coup is, uh, is held, as we learned earlier. <laughs> but leading up to that, bless me. Leading up to that, there is suspicion that the CIA, the U.S. is involved um, once once bombing operations go underway, and once Alan Pope, operating a bomber, is shot down and uh, he's captured, then it's recognized that the CIA is quite quite involved here. Jesus. So, yeah, CIA was involved in this coup they did help suharto out uh they just they, they just can't have communism going over there um, communism spread. another kind of uh foot and mouth uh pie pie in the face kind of thing um whenever the whenever the cia is funding rebel groups they fail to realize that a lot of the high-ranking Indonesian military officers had in fact been trained by the united states in, <laughs> in these the official Indonesian army, these high-ranking officers, were loyal to the U.S. Um, you know, not not per their government, but just per their own declarations. Oh boy, loyal enough to the U.S. that they considered themselves uh, they they had a nice title for themselves, the Sons of Eisenhower. <laughs> so you have now, oh my gosh, these CIA-funded rebels fighting the the Sons of Eisenhower. Oh my gosh. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, whoops. No, 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 we're on your side. We're Drop on your side. <laughs> so, whereas in Iran, CIA opera- operations went real well. In Indonesia, it was just a constant, oh, let's make a porno. Well, that messed up. Let's, uh, let's, uh, oh, our bomber got shot down. Oh, Alan's captured. Oh, God, we trained the army, too. God. <laughs> and then going back to 1965, General Suharto... He's he's had enough of it. He mobilizes the army and takes over. Wow. A lot of people die. A lot of communists die. A lot of people accused of communism die. It's so messed up. Yeah, it is. And you know what's funny? We don't read. It. I'll tell you right now. I never learned about this in history class about the fact that a million communists or suspected communists got were were murdered. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean. There's a lot of points in history where they don't mention a lot of stuff like this. Like the fact that Mao yeah. murdered, what, 25 million people? <sighs> and that's like a rough estimate. Yeah. But uh, that's uh, that could be a fun, fun thing to talk about. Yeah, well, not fun, but yeah. interesting. Yeah. A lot of bad people in the world. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you don't learn about this stuff, especially in American yeah. public education. I mean, you you learn about the easy ones, like Hitler. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that one's easy. But, and I mean, it's not like, yeah, I mean, Mao is, you know, a, I, th- I think enough people have at least heard of, of uh, uh, what is that, the Great Push? The Great, uh, oh, man, forget the name of it. But, mm. yeah, that was bad. A lot of bad stuff happened all over the world. But right. When you have uh, titles such as the World War, eh, that kind of takes precedent over a lot of stuff. Sure, and you, well, and then in, in with in with the stuff in China, uh, Mao. I mean, that was kind of contained. There. Sure, yeah, that, that's what I was about to say. Like, like in these other countries, it's contained. These guys aren't trying to take over the world; they're just killing their own people. Yeah, 
Like, whereas Hitler was trying, to, his goal was to world domination, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's, uh... but anyway, just wanted to throw that in there. What do you want to go on to now? Well, I don't know. I want to go to the West. Go from the East to the West yeah, hemisphere. Yeah, we're hour 20 in. Um, yeah, let's close it up with Chile. Chile. Yeah. What? We're just waiting. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> right. There. No, no, no. You're fine, man. Okay. Um, what year? What year did you take off in? Um. So. I, I think when we were talking earlier, it, it seemed like you started uh, earlier uh, than I 62. did. Sixty-two. You 62. started in sixty-two. Okay. So, mm-hmm. what, but it's like small stuff that I've I'm jotting down. No, dude. Hey. Hey. So. Uh, once we get to 70, do you mind if I, I pick up and funny. I'll just go over a few things and then we'll kind of backtrack over. Totally okay with me. Sweet. 100%. Is it okay with you listeners? That's right. Thanks, it is. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's start this out. An article on the CIA website. And I, I say that to let you guys know, I got this information from the CIA website that you can go to. At your local bookstore computer. If you can't tell, we're paranoid about people thinking that we're spreading just Dude. like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like just oh, well, we're, we're just paranoid. No, we uh, we haven't seen any black vans outside of our houses yet. So no, and you know what? Thing. Like you know, for for people, no one, no one, probably no one's worried about us. But for people worried about us yeah, talking sure about the CIA is. and uh, maybe the CIA stalking us, I'm gonna kind of burn time because our sound guy. Um, Gotta go pee pee again. Yeah, he's he's going pee pee. But uh, anyone worried that we might be getting stalked by the CIA? I am one hundred and four percent not worried about it. If they want to stalk me, like if there's a if there's a van outside my house, I'll probably just go out and say, hey, "Guys, just come in. We'll talk." I mean, what whatever, like, <laughs> which would actually probably end up being pretty cool. <laughs> like, oh hey, yeah, hey, like you want to come in and do an episode with us? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, like. There's like we're we're painting the CIA in a in a bad light, uh, in uh, when perhaps uh, I, I, per, perhaps they've painted themselves in. I bad would light. say rightfully so. <laughs> sure, but you know, I mean, on, on one hand, I mean these these are uh, yeah. pe- people people won't like this. But look, I mean the, these these are people doing a job. These are patriots. They're doing what they firmly believe is right by the country. Um, I mean, look. It, it, I, in any any arguments towards that, I certainly get, because yeah, like destabilizing governments uh, often leads to a lot of death, a lot of bad things. I'm not for that, but my my angle is like I just the Cold War is just so interesting to me. Like just just the amount of like what what does it take? Like what do you have to do to get these things done? I you know I don't want to see people die. But 
it's just like the thought, the the strategies that be, because this isn't small stuff that's happening. So so it's just interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And so just like you know, like in in a sense, like a lot of Western movies do with with cowboys, like it romanticizes cowboys. N- none of that crap happened. Like Red Dead Redemption stuff. Yeah, no, that's not how cowboys were. Um, yeah, there was bandits and stuff, but that's not how the West was. Um, and just like James Bond stuff. Okay, hold on, hold on. Like with James Bond stuff, like we're romanticizing like spy stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's fun. That's not really how it happened. But that being said, like I just – that's kind of like how I envision all this happening. Like just like just romanticized versions of CIA operatives. Um, that That's kind of my view on it. That 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 helps me get in, interested in it. So yeah. Anyway, what what what? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna cough, leave the room. That's a that's a Trump. Did quote. I cough? No, that's just a good Trump quote. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> like they were. You know what? I'm gonna say something really con- controversial right oh, now. Here we go. I'm about to cancel this podcast. I uh, that I can get behind that. What if you're gonna cough? Leave the room. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally behind that. <laughs> Podcast done. Thank you for listening. Uh. <laughs> okay, so an article on the CIA website explains that in the 1960s and early 70s, as part of the U.S. government policy to try influence try to influence events in Chile, the CIA undertook specific covert action projects in Chile. Yeah. The CIA's mentioned objective was to shut down and discredit Marxist learning or communist political leaders, mm-hmm. very specifically targeting Dr. Salvador Allende. I think that I'm Allende. It. What? Allende. Allende? Is that mm-hmm. how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Allende. And to strengthen the citizens in preventing said leaders from assuming power in Chile. That would have been the uh, track one operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Salvador Allende. Sorry about. I burped. You should be sorry. Okay. Salvador Allende was disliked for a few reasons by the U.S. One Mm. being his political stance as a... Publicly renowned Marxist, right? Communist. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, through through his uh, youth, I th- what was it? I think he was like twelve years old. He he was pretty young, um, but uh, where he was growing up, there was this uh, th- there was this uh, Italian anarchist cobbler shoemaker <laughs> that that he would it's like you know just. Like kids back in the day, they didn't have phones and stuff, so they just bothered people. They bothered adults. Right. So he started hanging out with this uh, this anarchist, mm-hmm. and this anarchist is like, "Hey, young boy, well, have you heard of revolution and and some bullshit about <laughs> capitalism? <laughs> well, I'm gonna teach you." So basically, at a young age, he's learning the teachings of what's who's uh, what's his name, Marx. Karl Marx. Karl Marx. Karl Marx. That's right. That's right. Um, now, now they disliked him for being a Marxist. They also disliked him a lot for having pretty warm relations with Cuba at the time, which uh, was a <laughs> a big no no for the U.S. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they weren't they weren't too keen on that. 
I guess Allende was very openly and harshly critical of the Bay of Pigs invasion. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, and, and just quick fun fact, another CIA operation that didn't go too well. Right, right, right. In case you didn't know. So April of 1962, CIA approves propaganda camp, uh, a propaganda campaign against Allende. This starts with posters and leaflets being distributed in support of Eduardo Frey's, I think I'm pronouncing that right, presidential candidacy. So Eduardo Frey, um, I didn't find this anywhere. I I don't know if you can answer this for me. Was he just like, was he like a puppet put in by the CIA or was he just, just a, a, the, the leader or the guy running against him? Just the, yeah, just the guy running against him. The, The track one operations of the CIA, it was just, uh, let's, let's, let's keep uh, socialist communist, uh, you know, in, anything fitting, uh, that, that kind of bill. Let's, let's keep them out. Let's support the opposition to those, uh, to those groups. Right. So that's track one. Uh, so this, this continues through the 64, the 1964 presidential election in Chile. Um, I might be skipping ahead here. Uh, by 1967, did you want to throw anything in there? In between 64 and 67. Oh, I'll just interrupt. Um, there's just, like I said, I just want to go over uh, 70 through... Uh, sure. Well, okay. d- let me just pick up at 70. Okay, so by 67, the CIA is now using, like, radio and news media in pushing propaganda. So they're, they at, at this point, they've really bought out the the just most media in uh, in Chile, and they're, they're kind of... They're, they're, they're pushing their... Campaigns against Allende. Mm-hmm. That's what I got anyway. Um, now, what I have after this is um, the run-up to the 1970 elect- mm-hmm. elections. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, the CIA, bef- in, in the coming up to the 1970 elections... CIA carry out uh, "quote unquote" spoiling operations mm-hmm. uh, to prevent Allende's victory. Um, now Allende ends up actually winning during the election of 1970. I think it, what was it uh, September or something like that of 1970? Yeah, it was later in 1970. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna let you take over now. Yeah. So, so we have the socialist Democrat. Hey, we've a. Uh, We've kind of heard a similar thing here in the States, haven't we? Oh, boy. Anyway, so we have the Socialist Democrat, (laughs) Salvador Allende, elected as president. So after this happens, Nixon talks to the CIA and says, quote, make the Chilean economy scream. Oh, wow. (laughs) So we see the diplomatic, economic, covert, and covert pressure Put onto this new socialist government in Chile. Now, God, I would really like to spend a lot of time um, talking about talking about Chile at this time. Um, Do it. No, we're just gonna get to the point okay. uh, here. I mean, we shoot, we're an hour and a half in, and uh, we 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 got to talk about some CIA goodness. Those. Yum yums, yeah, CIA yum yums. Yeah, I want to like what I want to talk about at some point is just everything going on in Chile at the time. Man, I would love to just cover all of like South American uh, history through this time because mm-hmm. wow, it's just 
incredible. Right. And then if people are familiar with Che, which, eh, Che, uh, the... Uh, che Guerva? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Ernesto. You know, he got that, uh, he got that nickname, uh, Che. You know how the, like, the Canadians say eh? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like an Argentinian thing. Like, that's kind of the same thing. Che? Yeah. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. So, okay. huh. like, he would say that a lot, and uh, people were just like, we'll just call you Che. Che? Guerva. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, people used to say that I looked like him, and I was like, no, I don't think so. But, um, we're going to talk here after we're done. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, and hey, if if your ears are getting tired, we're almost done. Don't worry. Sorry. Thanks for sticking through it. Yeah. So there's a here. I'm gonna blow a kiss to you guys here. There you go. There's your kiss. Thank you. Are you done? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Sounded so Yeah. Are you done? Um. So let me just say a couple things about Allende's presidency. Um. He kind of similar to Iran. And uh, in Indonesia, I didn't really mention that. Well, I did mention Sukarno was a nationalist. Uh, so there was implied nationalization. Allende pushed for nas- nationalization of various industries. Now, the United States had a lot of stake, a uh, lot, lot of interest, a uh, lot of interest. Let me, uh, let me get my words a little better. They had a couple copper com- companies. Uh, words. The U.S. had a lot, a couple. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? Don't take pictures. No, no, no. I'm, I'm taking a video for the gram. Uh, but the U.S. Uh, had a couple copper companies, uh, Anaconda, Kennecott, and so when Allende starts nationalizing the copper industry, well, we're we're starting to see a drop in uh, in profit for the U.S. market. So what does the U.S. do? Kind of like what Britain did with the Iranians, they start doing. They start uh, 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 pressuring the uh, Chilean government. Uh, the U.S. also had a uh, telephone and telegraph company over there. This is going to come in later. Uh, that didn't take too big of a hit. Uh, the main thing was copper. So U.S. they're seeing less monies. They're not happy. So the CIA's got to get involved. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So other than uh, nationalization of the copper industry, other industries, uh, Allende is pushing for programs, a lot of, uh, we, we can say social welfare programs. Uh, he wants to give free milk to children, uh, government-administered health care, redistribution of land, um, uh, granting scholarships to indigenous peoples. So, Allende's heart is in the right place. Sure. Yeah. Sure enough is. Kind of help the people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, just a quick note. Uh, just This is just skimming the surface of, of, of South American military culture. Very interesting stuff. You had a lot of you had a lot of high ranking officers that were uh and this isn't just in Chile, this is a lot through a lot of South American countries. But you had a lot of uh officers that they'd have a daughter and then one of their uh you know friends within the military, they might have a son and it's like, oh man, let's uh yeah. 
yeah, let's let's get them together, and mm-hmm. uh, so the, you know, there's maybe some, uh, maybe not necessarily nepotism, but there's there there's this uh, kind of like family like culture within the militaries, right? Also, through early, uh, this isn't just in South America, but we're just talking about South America real quick. But their militaries had uh, pr- pretty important roles within the politics in these countries. Now, at this time, you know, in the 60s and 70s, they're really trying to move away from that. But, um, you know, kind of tradition is still there. So the military does still have uh, some, some, uh, some influence. And, and, you know, it's just interesting. In, in a lot of countries, it was almost like the, the state or the government in the military were like just these two separate entities existing next to each other and deciding, mm-hmm. well, let's make things work. <laughs> and, uh, and that's why you see a lot of these coups where it's like the military decided to take over the country. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I, I, they weren't a conjoined like, body together. Yeah. It's like the environment, like in the U S and in uh, other Western nations, uh, it just doesn't seem like that kind of, that, that, that kind of, uh, relationship exists. It's like, right. It's weird to think about like, how yeah. do you, how do you think about the military not existing under the government? Right. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's like the government uses the military when it needs it, right? The yeah, military yeah. is the uh, uh, the the uh, sword of justice of the <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> not so not justice. I guess that'd be cops. The shield of the country, yeah, that's what a military should be. That's so weird, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, military and politics, kind of kind of weird relationships. Um, now, on June eighth, nineteen seventy one, General Commander of the Santiago Army Garrison, Augusto Pinochet. He's appointed Supreme Authority of Santiago's province, uh, uh, Supreme Authority of Santiago province, following the assassination of a high-ranking politician. So under under this uh, kind of brief uh, uh, martial law, there is there is mili- military curfew uh, instated. That doesn't last. That lasts for a few months. Um, it does come back... A little bit later here, uh, near the end of 1971. Now you'd mentioned Castro. Mm-hmm. Castro, he came. He did uh, like a four-week tour of uh, Chile, and um, he gifted a, an AK-47 to Allende, kind of just as a kind of just a symbol of, of which uh, it, which is which is kind of telling of Castro giving Allende a Russian firearm. Yep. Right. Sure so that's, is. That's pretty. It's interesting. Sure is. It is interesting. And, you know, whether the U.S. is uh, at this time keen on him getting gifted an AK-47, if they were keen on that, yeah. They would have said, well, this is what we're trying to contain. <laughs> this is it. What's going You? What are you guys doing? What are you, what are you guys doing down there? <laughs> Freaking goofies. Now, 1972... <clears throat> Beginning of 1972, Pinochet, he is moving up, man. Pinochet is doing great. He's appointed General Chief of Staff of the Army. Oof. Yeah, he's moving up in the world. Further into 1972, Minister of Economics. Oh, also, remember, the copper industry has been uh, nationalized, and there's been some pressure uh, put on the country. Mm -hmm. From? Who from? Tell me. 
You tell me. Who? who the from? United States. Who? So, the Minister wait, of wait, Economics. Wait, what? The United States of America. Who's that? What's uh? That's the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Depending Minister of your... Economics Pedro <laughs> Pedro Vuskovic. He enacted policies that would lead to inflation, and that would encourage a black market economy. Workers would begin going on strike. Uh, first workers to go on strike were truckers for you know, whatever reason, you know, import-export stuff maybe. But as people are going on strike, who's looming in the shadows to support them strikes? Jacob? The USA! Yeah! CIA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. You're not wrong. The CIA is the USA. And the guys of the CIA. Allende had previously increased wages for workers. Um, but we're starting to see inflation. So those wage increases versus the inflation, yeah, it's not doing too good. So people, the population, they're starting to get pretty pretty pissed off with Allende. Right. Now remember, Allende has a good heart in this. He's trying to he's really trying to help the people. Yeah. 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 Uh, free milk for the children. Let's get some uh health care for all. Yeah. But man, that copper, that's really that nationalization, uh that's really biting him in the ass. The move to nationalize industries but like, like when he's nationalizing the copper industry. In in his other industries, but we're focusing on copper only because that's sure. the US interest. But, but, but Australia had interest too. He's nationalizing he's trying to get money into this country so he can fund all of these programs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> this isn't coming from a bad place. No, 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 no. It's not at all. It's not at all. But you took money from a country that was really profiting from it. Mm-hmm. And now that country that you stole the money from, they're really getting people to boycott the cops. <laughs> <laughs> that might be coming from your country. Dude. Yeah. There's a lot of economic pressure from the U- U.S., not just the CIA, yeah. uh, within Chile. And again, the, Chile, the the CIA, they're only looking for, where's the people unhappy with the government? You're unhappy with the government. Here's mm-hmm. money. Right. Be very unhappy. Keep being unhappy about it. Yeah. Be loud about your displeasure. So the move to nationalize industries began to really hurt the economy. Uh, like I said, notably the copper industry. Uh, price of copper fell, so now the Chilean-controlled copper is just not really worth so much. Oh, boy. Yeah. Chile had been really reliant on importing food, getting food brought in from other countries. Sure. But they're not making money from the copper. They're not making money from copper exports because mm-hmm. the prices go down, and now they can't afford to bring in that food. Right. People are getting more pissed off with the yen day. Oh boy. This is the general population. Mm-hmm. So, man, what a ripe environment for the CIA to really, really just thrive. Yeah, they're just taking hold of that. It's like when you're making when you're making beer and you forgot to put sugar in, and the yeast are starving. But then you put the yeast in, the yeast get real happy, and then they make alcohol, and you can drink it after a few weeks. It's some hard work. So the CIA, right, they want to, <laughs> they they want to. Uh, they're uh, they're kind of done with track one, track one operations. They've been done because that failed. Allende got into presidency. Right. Track two begins. So, what is track two? 
Let's really destabilize the country. <laughs> so that would include, uh, you mentioned earlier, propaganda campaigns, uh, which had happened already, but it's going to happen some more. They use the newspaper El Mercurio. And going back to that uh, telegraph and telephone company, ITT, uh, they're still around. That's an American company. So Really? Yeah. That. Yeah. More so, so ITT, uh, they're starting to funnel money to the fund the newspaper and to political opponents of Allende. Now, this is this is where I got confused earlier when I was talking. We were talking about Iran, and I said something about a colonel, and I was wrong. Here's that colonel <laughs> I was mentioning earlier, uh, about an hour ago. June 29, 1973, Colonel Roberto Super leads tanks to the presidential palace in an attempt to overthrow the Allende government. That didn't go over so well. It failed. With tanks. Like, how, how do, do you, you fail <laughs> with tanks? <laughs> it just, I saw, I, he's drunk. He was hungover. What's the deal with tanks these days? <laughs> <laughs> so, he really screwed up. Well, so, but now, but this is, this is, uh, this is telling. This is telling that the, the country is unhappy with their right. president. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the general population, but now the military is starting to get fed up with uh, the fact that we can't afford crap because of the inflation. <laughs> right. Man. August, August, uh, in August 1973, 100,000 women gather at Plaza de la, de la Constitución to protest against the rising costs and shortages of food and fuel. Well... Can't have people uh, getting angry. Let's throw tear gas at them. So they do that. The women are dispersed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> end, end of women's uprising. 23rd. Just tear gas them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, just stick it out, ladies. It's just going to burn your face, your nose, your eyes, and your lungs for a little bit. Just stick it out. Yeah, I know. Man. You know, for a fun thing. No. We I, I don't care. No. I'm not doing that. <sighs> so 23rd of August, 23rd of August, August 23rd, 1973, uh, Pinochet is appointed commander in chief of the army by Allende. So, you know, I mean, Allende is not picking up on, on, uh, some important things, <laughs> but Pinochet now has quite a bit more power. Things are going to get real serious next month. Oh boy. September 11th, 1973 at 7 a.m. September, yeah, well, yeah. What What are you saying? There was another there was another 9/11 in, Dude. but not in America. This but, is crazy, man. Yeah. And I don't know. In 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 a sense, Hashtag now, Illuminati. In, in a sense, now, don't don't get me wrong, not saying 9/11 for the US was not harsh. It was awful. Terrible, very terrible. You know, in a sense, this nine eleven, I I think this stings more because this is your Are own. Are you a nine eleven denier? This this is your own military coming after you. <laughs> Literally, like, yes. Nine. The whole military, not just the army, not just the navy, not just the air force. <laughs> just the like, military. Just get them out. <laughs> yep. Hey, get them out of there. <laughs> so. So 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 far we've seen Allende really try to to help his country out, heart in the right place, and it's just not going well. September eleventh, nineteen seventy three, at seven a.m., 
Valparaiso, a major seaport, is captured by the Chilean Navy. They capture capture their own seaport. Uh Hey, we're taking over. (laughs) (laughs) The people there are like, yeah, okay, well. Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) You won. (laughs) (laughs) What did you expect here? Did you expect us to fight back? (laughs) So Allende is informed of this. And immediately takes shelter in the presidential palace in Santiago. Right. 8 a.m., the army had shut down a majority of the radio and television stations in Santiago. What the the army wasn't able to shut down, the Air Force bombed. Jesus. By 8.30, or at 8.30, sorry, Allende grasps what is going on when the armed forces announce the control of the country. Now... At this time, Allende, he... he <laughs> took him like an hour and a half. <laughs> well, so, you know, going back to just that weird military culture, you know, at this point, you know, the communications were shut down. Like, right, he, right. he's been trying to get a hold of the generals of the of the Navy, of the Air Force, and the Army. He's he's not getting a hold of anyone. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it there is a reason why it takes him a little while. Sure. Um, you know, going back to that, uh, to, to uh, Roberto... Uh, you know, really just screwing up with tanks and not doing the job. Um, he's keen. <laughs> yeah. He's keen that some mil- some splinter groups of the military are done with him. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, this isn't. He's not one hundred percent blindsided. Maybe ninety two percent blindsided. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but eight percent of him's like, "What? What's going on here?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've really milking that. Uh, <laughs> by nine a.m. <laughs> The Carboneros, that's the National Police of Chile, they leave the presidential palace. So that was kind of the last piece of, uh, oh, wow. we can say, the military that, you know, th- this is why he's kind of like, well, no, okay, uh, things aren't totally bad. Well, when... when uh, hey, buddy, we're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Now... Well, we it, haven't been paid in like two weeks, man. <laughs> now, Allende does have his personal bodyguards, and right. they, these are pretty badass people. That's going to come into play here very shortly. So, Allende refuses to surrender at this point. Like, the military has surrounded the palace. Now, for whatever reason, I mean, the army's present, so they start trying to send in people, and there's snipers on the roof of this place, and they're they're starting to merc troops. So, the the army backs off, and they're like, well, damn it, where's the Air Force? So, they have to wait for a little while. So, God, how scary. I mean, Dude. You, you, you have been working so hard to, to, to get your country on the right track, what, what, you, what you really believe for your, to be good for your country. Right. And now your own military has you pinned down in the presidential palace. And your snipers are picking off your army's yeah. people. Yeah. Dude, that's, yeah, but, that's intense. You know, handful of people versus a military. Uh, yeah. 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 So gunships eventually arrive. They start. They, <laughs> Holy crap. They, they start providing cover. Uh, oh my uh, Fire support for the snipers, and uh, they, you know, there's there's armed people within the building, so they're still holding people off. But you're not going to win against the military. No. And by two thirty, whatever remaining survivors were in that presidential palace finally surrendered. Allende was dead. Now, there's some mixed reports here, but. Likely, he committed suicide, and likely he committed suicide with a symbolic gift from Fidel Castro, that AK-47. That's wild, man. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. So, 
Again, CIA's role here, you know, let's look at this unrest. They funded Pinochet. Pinochet gets into power, and this is a military takeover. So now mm-hmm. you have what's called a junta. That's right. a military tribunal, military committee. And so we have a military dictatorship now in place, Right. which if we hear the word dictator, that's not really a good thing. But who helped this dictator get in power? CIA slash US. So things are good again. Get that sweet copper money going again. Yep. We're happy. Woohoo. So that was uh almost two hours of um really, really sad stuff. Sad sad. So, so let me let me let me finish yeah. that out real quick. Um the junta uh-huh. the government junta of Chile ended up being in power. From when was that seventy three to yep. ninety nineteen ninety? Yes. Um, the junta when they took over, they dissolved the entire Congress yeah. of Chile, sure. suspended the constitution, and then began the persecution of alleged dissidents, in which at least three thousand and ninety five civilians either disappeared yeah. or were killed. Yeah. So awful, awful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and and it's stuff like that, like that's, that, that stuff I would like to go over. Um, In a way, I I think a lot today we kind of got distracted from this. To me, this didn't really feel like a CIA focused uh, episode, but, but I do want to underline, like, it's important to know all of this other stuff that was going on in these countries because the CIA doesn't, they don't necessarily generate the coup. They, they look for that unrest. They look for, for mm-hmm. those elements that those are already spots. there. They look yeah. for the weak spots and then they attack. Yeah. They're, they're, but in ways the, the that are so subtle. Yeah. In way, but, but those subtle ways, those subtle, they, they, those subtle ways ev- devolve. Yeah. I mean, the, into these into these insane coups that overthrow entire governments. Yeah, and and you know, so and, there's, and there's, almost there's, almost they they say it's to prevent the spread of communism. It's obvious that it's because of U.S. interests. Yeah, yeah, economic it, interests. It, it it is, and you know, I mean, in declassified documents, I mean, that, that's, uh, I mean, the CIA, the CIA, the, the U S is well enough, you know, acknowledged, uh, acknowledged all of these, these, uh, uh, tamperings and foreign affairs. And, you know, looking at the cold war there, you have the arms race, you have the space race, you have all these different races. There's the economic race. So that, that was, yeah. I mean, that was, Sure. Absolutely, part of part of the uh, part of the uh, idea of containment. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. We gotta we gotta control the global market. Mm-hmm. Or can't least. let Russia get to this money before yeah. we do. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but but it's it's so, sad. It's sad that it ends up killing civilians. Yeah, that's it, what it that it ends up in death it, almost yeah, always. It it does it does. And yeah, I mean there are there are there are those situations like in Indonesia. Where the CIA is directly uh, involved in military, paramilitary operations, they're flying bombers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there is that to consider. And 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 then, like in the case 1949 in Syria, 
Eh, maybe they didn't. Maybe, maybe the CIA was evolved. Maybe they weren't. But that was a case where that coup was probably that was probably going to happen anyway. Sure. What happened in Chile? Would that have happened anyway? It, you know, it probably would have happened anyway. Sure. Um, we just so in that the situation, CIA just it, pushed that along. Yeah, the CIA was a catalyst to what was already present. Sure. Um. So, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah. I mean, again, this episode is. Painting the CIA in a bad light. This which, whole series is really <laughs> it, and, it. It is, and you know, there, there's a lot more that I wanted to go over, but that we didn't end up doing a ten part series and not even end up doing any episodes this year on anything else. But like, I wanted to. I, I would have liked to have gotten to other stuff like Benghazi. That was a that, that was a huge that that was a big CIA. That was entirely based around a covert CIA operations base, right? Mm. So I would have liked to have gotten in that. There's so much more. There's so much. Like, you don't have to listen to this podcast, though we do encourage it. Like, you don't have <laughs> yeah. to listen to this yes, podcast. Yes, we do. To, to, to get your information, yeah. to, to learn these things, to to figure out what 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 these U.S. organizations are really doing, these intelligence organizations are really doing out there. A lot of this stuff is declassified documents. You can literally go to the CIA website and find. <laughs> and the, what, what he's going on is, again, our paranoia that you guys think we're conspiracy theorists. This is not conspiracy. This is... this. this it's the, legit. The United States government has admitted to this stuff. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. not. We're not. But, but re, you know what... Re, Research is boring, isn't it? Yes. Even though you get like just the the kind of information that we're letting you guys know, Mm -hmm. it's not fun. Yeah. And you guys probably don't want to sit down for hours and read this stuff. Right, right, right. Obviously. So we're doing it for you. Sure. Yeah. But like, clearly the CIA is still in operation today. Yeah, they're still an organization. Oh, yeah. Still there. Still Mm -hmm. getting their funding. Still getting their black funding or their their black uh, what is it what is it their the black it's not black ops it's like their well black ops are the operations in which we can't see right, the black right, right. funding well I think there is a better term for it but we'll say black funding that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That, I can't remember the that name of it that is the sweet monies we can't see yeah, yeah, yeah like the and I guess just within this last two years they got a huge bump in funding by the U S so. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I've heard. But there's also a really good series. So um, I haven't talked much about the. Sorry, we'll finish up quick. I just wanted to mention this. Um, so, so there is a, a. You know, I've mentioned JRE so many times during the since we started this podcast. Oh. So many times. Uh, there he, he has a guest he's had him come on I think four or five times now he had him come on just recently this year um, so that was a good one to listen to who's this guest his name is Mike Baker he is a retired covert operative for the CIA he has some awesome stories he tells really he talks about some really awesome stuff he has a new show coming on the science channel coming up I believe called the it's like oh I can't remember the name of it but it's something involved with like 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 he he goes into to the that dark funding right that no one is able to look at except like the CIA right 
he goes into that and he tries to find these money trails to figure out where this money really goes. Hmm. He it, so it's it's super interesting and he he talks about, you know, he goes into so I guess right now the US is in a huge race to beat Russia in getting a hypersonic uh craft of some sort in the air. Now That'd hypersonic be- being like 5 times the speed of sound. Right, and that would be the uh if I remember right, that may have been Project Aurora, but that that is what is essentially going to be the SR seventy uh, two, gotcha. which would be an unmanned craft. That's what they're looking at, because like a manned craft, it's too difficult to build. We the technology is not there right now. And 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 then there's a the consideration: how many G's can a human put up with? Sure, exactly. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so just to wrap all of this up. This is not even put up with two G's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just to wrap all of this up, it's it's uh, we're trying to give you these crazy wild facts that don't seem real, but are one hundred percent. They're so real, very real, and you can go look up yourself. It's, look it up. It's it's just insane to learn about. I, I insane. think okay. Well, clearly he wants me to be done with this. This has I, been. Hey, you're putting a man. You're putting them right here. <laughs> okay. You're right. putting them right We've, here. Uh, th- this has been part three of the three-part series of the CIA by Life, Death, and Everything in Between. Tune in next time for part four of the three-part series. <laughs> Probably. <For> part four. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, oh, I'm sorry for the bump. Uh, so anyway, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for sticking around for this. This has been a long episode. It uh, has. Thanks for sticking around. Hey, real quick. Uh, uh, I can't remember names right now because I'm trying to wrap this up, but uh, one one tip from the CIA is uh, stop at yellow lights because if you're getting tailed, you don't want your tail to get really frustrated that you've evaded them. So stop at yellow lights. Thank you. Have a good night. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. Love you.